Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. We are in the book of Genesis, chapter 19, starting in verse 1. Escape God's judgment. Yes, it is the famous story of Sodom and Gomorrah. They do have a reputation. Have you heard of them? Can I tell you, God is coming to a city near you. He's coming with deliverance for the righteous and judgment for the wicked. No large city or small town will escape his visit. So get ready for his coming. Good will win in the end. I love the movies, the stories, the books, the news. I can kind of be a news junkie. And God's going to make sure of it, that good will win over evil. There is going to be a happy ending for the Christians, for the church, because good will triumph. The church will withstand the gates of hell, and Jesus will come back and save the day, and heaven is before us, and good will win in the end. You can bank on it, because the judge of all the earth will make sure of it. Justice will finally be served in the end. I get so upset when I hear of horrible atrocities and victims and perpetrators and criminals that get away with it. You know, crime isn't supposed to pay, right? Jesus is going to make sure because he is the ultimate judge above all judges, above court judges, above federal judges, above Supreme Court justices. Jesus is the head judge, and God will make sure that evil is thwarted and righteousness is exalted. Justice will come to the victims and punishment will come to the perpetrators. You can count on it. I had to serve in jury duty here in Washoe County. I was all excited to be a jury member and to listen to the trial. But as it went on, it just grieved me, and I groaned, and I cried. And as I heard the horrible atrocities done to this young lady, the physical abuse and the violence and the, the pictures of the bruises and her story and how she was viciously attacked by some vicious criminal, and I was determined that I was going to vote guilty. And finally, in the end, the jury of 12, we all came to the same conclusion, guilty. And we had a peace to know that the violent, evil criminal was locked up and the victim who had undergone horrible attacks and bones breaking and the most gruesome things, that she got her day in court and she was justified and protected and the criminal was punished for what he did to her. And I thought, praise the Lord, you know, 
justice was served. But sometimes it doesn't always go like that, right? Sometimes the criminal gets off scot-free and the victims are like crying and pleading and where is justice and where is our protection? And why aren't we stood up for? Well, Jesus will make sure in the end. So I have good news for you and I have bad news for you. The good news is Jesus is coming back. The bad news is Jesus is coming back. Because if you're a Christian, if you're righteous, if you're one of his, you're going to be excited at his coming. But if you're evil and wicked and in this criminal and this horrible, wicked sinner, that's bad news for you, that Jesus is coming back. Protect your guests. And for the Jews, their mindset is protect them at all cost. Let's read it. Genesis chapter 19, verse 1. Now the two angels came to Sodom. In the evening, as Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. At first, if you remember, in the last chapter, there was three heavenly hosts that had come to visit. I believe Jesus Christ and a Christophanes supernaturally appeared to Abraham. And later in his life, Jesus talks about, you know, I, I met Abraham, I was with Abraham, and the Jews were like, you're not old enough to do that. Well, he did. He ate with Abraham, a house guest in Abraham's tent. Remember the three, two angels plus Jesus. Jesus stays and he bargains with Abraham because Abraham wants the city of Sodom to be saved because his family lives there, Lot and his family. So Jesus stays, but the two angels are sent as spies because God's attention has been caught by the outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah. And God has to investigate and send two special secret agents, if you will. They are angels in disguise as human men. And here they arrive at their destination, Sodom, the evil city with quite a reputation. It has got God's attention, and he has personally sent his investigators. They find righteous Lot, and where is he sitting? In the gate of the city. It is the spot for elders, leaders, judges, righteous people to bring justice to a city. They sit in the city gates where all the transactions are done, where people go in and out. It is the bottleneck, and there Lot sees the two special guests. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. Lot is a good guy. He's righteous. He's a believer. He believes in showing kindness and love and respect to others. The Bible teaches to entertain strangers, to reach out to those in need and those that are visiting that might be prey to the evil. We are to protect them. And so righteous Lot, a judge, if you will, of the city, greets the two visitors, and his goal is to protect them. Verse 2, he said, Now, behold, my lords, please turn aside 
into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may arise early and go on your way. What a host to complete strangers. This was like Abraham entertaining Jesus and the two angels, the three. Abraham was so gracious, so kind as a righteous man. I think Christians should show hospitality to strangers. Are you in need? Did your car break down? Do you need to use a phone? Here, let me give you some food. Oh, you're in crisis. Can I pray for you? The hospitality of the saints, right? And so Lot's like, come to my house. I humble myself before you. I open my doors. I'll wash your feet. We'll serve you food, whatever you need. Please spend the night in my safe house. They said, however, no, but we shall spend the night in the square, in the heart of the city. We'll stay downtown. We'll stay right where all the action is, where all the people come for their meetings, where they have their entertainment and their displays. And Lot is thinking, no, no, don't stay downtown in the middle of the city, and you're going to be there late at night. You're going to spend the whole night. Oh, no, this is not safe for strangers. Lot knows. Verse 3. Yet he urged them strongly. So they turned aside to him and entered his house. And he prepared a feast for them and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Roll out the red carpet. You want something to drink? Here, have some tea. Coke, Coca-Cola, have something to eat. Here, I've made some beds for you. Please be my honored guests. Verse 4, before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, surrounded the house, both young and old, all the people from every quarter, every part of the square, every part of the city. They spread the word and they gathered their forces like an army of wickedness. The house is surrounded. There is no escape. You will do what we say. Cities have reputations. I'm hesitant to name the cities, but I think of the different world-class cities, cities that I've been to. Uh, and you may know, as I give you what they're known for, I won't say the name of the cities, but some cities are known to be murder capitals. Some cities are known to be sin cities. Some cities are known for their gambling. Some cities are known for their homosexual community. Some cities are known for their sex and pornography, a capital, if you will. Some cities, world cities, are known where men go because they can find children. They can find young ladies. They can find people caught up in the sex trafficking industry, and there are cities that are known for this. Cities known for violence and fighting, and where they even have animals fight each other, or humans. 
cities that are known for their corruption and deceit, cities known for their crime and their mafias. I can go on and on on the cities of the world, cities known for their prostitution. There's some cities where right on the strip they have windows, and you could look in the windows at the prostitutes and pick the ones you want. There's cities that are known, this is the place to get any kind of drug. Can I tell you, the cities of the world are quite evil and corrupt and notorious. Welcome to the real world. Sodom. Verse 5. They called to Lot and said, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may have relations with them. I think the NIV says, so we can have sex with them. The connotation is, so we can rape them by force. We have surrounded you. We are a huge, powerful group, and we will get what we want through violence, perversity, and being nasty. I was thinking of how God had intended sex to be between husband and wife, Adam and Eve, beautiful, holy, loving, tender, and now man starts to change the things of God and to twist them, perverse them, change them, you know, bringing in polygamy, bringing in adultery, affairs, sleeping around, and now group orgies and homosexual rapes. I mean, the world has become an evil place. Have you seen it? Have you experienced it? We want to rape them. Give them to us. The book of Jude in verse 7 talks about just as Sodom and Gomorrah indulged in gross immorality and went after strange flesh, changing the natural into unnatural between husband and wife to now groups and all sorts of twisted things of men. Verse 6. But Lot went out to them at the doorway and shut the door behind him. He becomes an intercessor, a mediator, and he stands in between a horrible, filthy, nasty, violent gang and his two guests. He locks the door behind him. He stands in front of this huge mob as a way of a being a protector and a wall because in his society, in his Jewish mind, you protect your guests at all costs. They've trusted you. They're under your roof. You feed them. You protect them. You even risk your own life, whatever it takes. Verse 7, and said, Please, my brothers, do not act wickedly. Now behold... I have two daughters who have not had relations with men. Please let me bring them out to you and do to them whatever you like. Only do nothing to these men inasmuch as they have come under the shelter of my roof. 
This is outrageous. This is so confusing. What is going on? In the society of the Middle East, men are more important than women. I'm sorry, but that's the culture and the mindset. I know Christianity has changed that mindset, like in America and in the West, but in the Middle East, men are everything and women are kind of second class. Sometimes they're, they're cattle, they're possessions, they're not as important. And so we protect men at all costs, we protect guests at all costs. And you're thinking, why would righteous Lot sacrifice his daughters? Could it be the corruption of living in Sodom and Gomorrah? You could be such a righteous person, but as you live around wicked people, it pulls down your morals and your thoughts, and you think like them and you become like them. How long can you live in Sodom and not be contaminated by their filth? Some would say, well, Lot's a judge. He knows these men. He knows the community he lives in. He knows these gay men don't know what to do with women. And though he throws his daughters out there, they're safe. They're homosexuals. They'll not rape or hurt them. They're interested in men. Who knows? But to do such a thing is confusing to me. Verse 9, they said, stand aside. Furthermore, they said, this one came is as an alien. You're one of those Jews. You're not one of us. And already he is acting like a judge. You think you're so big and bad. You think you're the boss of us. You're a stranger. And yeah, you got promoted. And maybe you played the game. And the city kissed up to you and made you a big shot in their wickedness. But when they have their chance, they turn against you. They want to hurt you. And if you stand in their way from their agenda and the wicked things they want to do, they'll hurt you as well. Have you been there? Have you experienced it? Now, we will treat you worse than them. We were going to really mess them up. Now we're going to mess you up, Lot, even though you thought you were one of us, but you're not. So they pressed hard against Lot and came near to break the door. Lot is outnumbered. It's a huge mob. It's out of control. It's interesting to me that the mob is all men. You know what it reminds me of? A men's prison. All the men, all the violence, all the twisted sex that goes on in a men's prison. I used to do prison ministry. I could tell you stories. Why do the men get into the violence? Why do the men get into the perversity? I'm so glad there's no women there. Maybe women are smarter. Maybe women have more self-control and discernment and uh, think better of themselves, you know that the men would engage in such wild craziness. It's the bad boys. And their target is Lot. And next is the two guest visitors. We'll break down the door if we have to, to get 
to them. Verse 10. But the men, these are the angels, reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. Can I tell you, these are not ordinary men. These are divine angels from God. They have God's power and attributes. They can take care of business, and they will save the day. They've been commissioned to bring God's rescue. These are rescuers. They've been commissioned to come and save the righteous. And the same angels that save the righteous will destroy the wicked. They have the power of God. So they pull Lot in. They lock the door. They're out to protect him, verse 11. They struck the men, these are the homosexuals, who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves trying to find the doorway. Man, if I was struck by the power of God to be blind, I would go away. But these guys, they're not going to give up. Yeah, I can't see, but I don't care. I'm still going to get you. I'm still going to knock down the door. I'm still going to do horrible things to you guys. And I don't care. I've been blinded by God. Some people just don't know when to quit. <sighs> Driven by their passions, their desires. Verse 12. Then the two men, these angels, said to Lot, Whom else have you here? A son-in-law and your sons and your daughters? And whomever you have in the city, bring them out of the place. We've come to rescue. We have a plan. Gather all your family, your relatives, Maybe there's other believers. We've come to save all of the righteous. Who else is going to join us? Verse 13. For we are about to destroy this place because their outcry has become so great before the Lord that the Lord has sent us to destroy it. The outcry of a city. Do you know cities cry? Late at night, sometimes you could hear screams and pleads. I had to spend the night in downtown New York. And I kind of felt like a scared little kid as I heard sirens and shooting and screaming and crying and victims. And I'm praying, Lord, don't let them find my little hotel room <laughs> in Manhattan. Keep me safe. I'm in the heart of the city. And you hear the crimes and the pleas and the screams and the yells for help, help me. God has had enough. God has intervened for the victims. God has said, it's enough. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to answer their prayers. I'm going to pull out the righteous. I'm going to destroy the wicked and bring this madness to an end. I'm going to overthrow this city. God has done it throughout history. He's overthrown wicked cities. Verse 14. 
Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, plural, who were to marry his daughters and said, Up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy the city. But he appeared to his sons-in-law to be jesting. Crazy old man, there's no God and he's not going to destroy us. There's no judgment. There's no right and wrong. It's whatever you see, whatever you want to do. God does not exist, nor does his law or his morals. We're all just animals, right? We're just living like animals. We're an accident. It's evolution, right? Just do what you please. The law of the jungle, survival of the fittest. I'm bigger, I'm stronger and I take what I want. That's the world, yes. He's not kidding, it's not a joke, but some of his family is lost. What a heartbreak. You wish that all of your family and your relatives and your in-laws and your close friends would get saved, but not everybody chooses, not everybody believes. We don't believe you, Lot. You're crazy, old man. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno, at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567, and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.